obsession beats talent mm. every single time. Mm. Every single time. Mm. We, each and every one of us, perform at some form of talent. Mm. But those that are successful are those that have been so obsessed and so unapologetic about their desire to achieve what they need to achieve. Failure is only failure if you allow it to be failure. Um, if you think about some of the things you haven't won, I mean, I would love to throw that back on you and say, yeah, but what have you actually learned from that? Tell me how you've grown. So, hello everyone, hope you're doing well, hope you're looking after yourselves. We are back. Uh, it's been, yes, we've been teasing this for a long time, but we have come to the 50th episode of The Student Guide, the podcast that started it all. Previously known as just pick up the mic, um, we have officially had 50 conversations, I wouldn't necessarily say with 50 individuals, um, because we've spoken to a wide range of individuals and loads of different topics, but yes, the, we've come to our 50th episode of the first podcast, and uh, as I always say, we, we always have amazing guest speakers on, but we've got a multi-talented, amazing, inspirational, motivational speaker and guest speaker to here today. Um, so yeah, I always say I don't want to do the introductions because our guest speakers are amazing. And to celebrate our 50th episode, we have, I know what, you're gonna hear her story today. It's an amazing individual. Um, Indy, could we please know a bit about you and all the wonderful things that you do? Sure. Hey everybody, <laughs> my name is Indy Love Gordon. Um, I do loads of things. I never really know how to best describe myself. Um, but I love to say I thrive in chaos. <laughs> I think chaos can be a really good thing. Okay. So thriving in chaos is a good thing. Um, but a bit about me, I wear many, many hats. And my number one hat is that I am head of programs and community for a phenomenal um, organization <coughs> called Foundvine. At Foundvine, we basically help um, amazing founders start but more specifically, we help them scale businesses. Um, so, little plug, if you're out there, you want to start a business, you want to expand your business, hit us up. Um, but when I'm not doing that, I am an angel investor. So I back early stage founders on their journey to building the innovative products for the future. Um, I'm also a motivational speaker, so I love to just travel around and talk to people about um, how they can be the best versions of themselves, how they can achieve their dreams, how they can do that through business development, through finding their passion and all of those different things. Um, and the final thing that I am is um, also a founder myself. So I am the founder of Halo, which is a safety app that is about to be launched in Q1 2024 and the aim of the app is to protect and look after um, students, lone workers who spend a considerable amount of time outside by themselves. So yeah, that's just a snapshot of the 10 million things I do. <laughs> well, thank you. And yes, definitely with the motivational speaker part, uh, I had the pleasure of being at the Chainmaker Awards. You might have seen my LinkedIn post, but I mentioned that uh, I heard amazing words from, from Indy uh, at her speech. So uh, yeah, you're in for a treat today. Um, but yeah, let's start with the first question. Uh, you know, linking rightly so with what you just mentioned, uh, Halo. Uh, we, I'd we'd love to know what inspired you to, to create Halo? 
Yeah, I love that question. It's actually quite a sad but important um, topic. So um, everyone will know that a few years ago, the Me Too movement was a massive thing across Europe and North America. Um, and it just brought to light the safety issues across the world. Um, I started to do research looking at what safety was like for different, specifically women, um, across different spaces to understand the needs. Um, and I did some research specifically um, in the UK with UN women where a thousand women were interviewed and across those thousand women they found that 97% of the a thousand women had dealt with some form of sexual assault, harassment, um, indecency in their lifetime. But what was even more shocking about it was that 94% of those women um, stated that they never went to the police and they would never consider going to the police because a lack of um, evidence, mm. a lack of feeling like they would be believed and just not having clarity on what a process um, would look like. Mm. And that was like really triggering for me because what that showed is that actually we all have someone in our life mm that has dealt with some form of harassment in their lifetime, but they are too scared to go and get the support they need. Um, and I just want to add the flip side of that. I actually did the, re um, the research in base for men as well. And it was interesting because um, for men, they found that 4% of men have, have have stated that they had dealt with kind of like sexual assault or harassment but I challenged that I said that actually what's really interesting is that that's probably not accurate because um, men are told that you know from a cultural perspective that um, talking about your feelings is not a good thing so I know for a fact it's significantly higher mm. and so ultimately my goal with my app is to be able to protect everybody mm. but um, in order for me to protect everybody I have to first start off with protecting somebody so the app is divided into three key sections um, the first part of the app is um, I need help now mm. um, and what it is you have your basic things like um, SOS, like GPS tracking, you can talk to someone who will kind of like guide you as you walk. Um, you can kind of like just send your location to people and just ensure that actually you feel safe in that moment. The second part of the app is um, all around um, I need help, but later. Um, and this is where we collect evidence. So it's things like quick recording where you can audio record at the touch of a button you can video record at the touch of a button and it automatically sends to um, someone that has been preset mm. um, you can do something like um, take a picture where it takes a picture of both sides so both the front and the back um, and that automatically sends to someone so if there's anything if anything ever happens with your phone or your device that data has already mm. been stored um, and it also offers things like um, different audio sounds I don't know if you've ever seen it but there's a TikTok trend where um, uh, a lady will be in a car so there's a guy and he'll be like okay ladies 
I want you to play this sound when you're in a taxi. And it's basically the guy um, speaking out a script um, so that everyone around her hears it. So it'll be like, hi, babe, where are you? Mm. Oh, you're there. Okay, cool. Send me your location. I'm waiting for you Mm. at the location. So it's almost supposed to be like this audio thing that um, is played out loud that the person in the situation can respond to which helps in the journey obviously it's not something that's going to deter people but it's an interesting concept and research so far has found that actually especially when um people are in uber um cards and different things like that it has helped make them feel safer so we have loads of different things like that and then the final part of the app is all around the mind um and the body and helping people to understand that even in a traumatic experience this is not the breaking of you it is the making of you Mm. so we offer um, free or discounted um, services for counseling for one-to-one support and we also offer self-defense classes taekwondo um, fitness classes opportunities to build your physical strength and build your mind Mm. as well and then we do a lot of advocacy work as well because it's really important that actually it's not just about what we can do in the, in the now, but what we can change for the future so that one day this app doesn't need to exist and mm. everyone can feel like they can be outside without fear of being hurt or harassed. Mm. Um, so that's Halo. It's safety in a heartbeat. Mm. It's supposed to be your friend um, and your support, but it's supposed to be th- something that you never have need but it's there in case you need it so ultimately i want it to be on everyone's phone something they ignore until they don't need to ignore it but then they can just go back to ignore it and they feel safe knowing it's there oh that's amazing um yeah oh no i think definitely it's very like you said it's very important for like everything that's happened over the last like with it well like you said since the me too movement sort of started um and all the things that have happened with different cases uh with different people being in, put in like difficult situations or feeling sort of uncomfortable and i think like you said to have something that you don't need it until you need it um is good to yeah, like you said just to feel more comfortable to feel safe to be um at peace i know like like what you're saying about like getting in ubers and stuff like that like i know like my sisters like as soon as i get an uber or any sort of tattoos it's like share location um she's like you know if you need to stay on the phone like if my sister's coming back late uh you know she's at the train station i'm like cool like feel free to stay on the phone until you get home or like if you need me to come pick you up but i think like you said like having stuff like this also helps because it makes people if they don't have like these i guess other people that they can necessarily depend on immediately um they've got something that they can turn to when they need yeah absolutely true and i think the thing to recognize you just touched upon it but not everyone has someone Mm. um which is unfortunate and it's it's a sad thing so it's like how do we make people regardless of you know where they are who they're with who they know feel safe Mm that's a quite an important part for me and I think one of the final things we're looking at doing is how can we integrate all of the other amazing tools or resources that exist that can support um there are so many features on an iPhone that can mm-hmm. support someone but most people actually don't even know that half of these features exist and um there are so many kind of like you know 
um, tech that exists to protect both men and women, but most people don't know it exists. So how can we bring it all into one space so that you can see the different things you have access to and it can help you feel safe in your environment? Um, and, you know, there's there's so many plans I have for what it looks like in the future. I think one thing I really want to do is build it out even more specifically for university students. Mm-hmm. Um, I was having a really great conversation um, a few weeks ago and someone that um, just started university was talking to me and she basically said, it's really weird because I've gone from like being sheltered at home and driven everywhere mm-hmm. to like dropped off at university and it's like, I live by myself, mm-hmm. I have to cook by myself, <laughs> I have to travel by myself. It's like, how do you go from being a protected person mm. to a full-grown adult like it's one thing to consider rent and bills and processes mm. and all of those things but what about like street smarts mm. and that 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 life aspect as well we we tend to forget that like how do I actually look after myself mm. outside of calling my mum or my dad or my brother or my sister so it's like I want the tool to be able to support him that way as well um and other things I've been thinking about is domestic violence, regardless of what way it mm. goes, is a massive thing. Lockdown mm. saw a massive spike mm. in domestic abuse cases. Oh, oh, there we go. <laughs> um, lockdown saw a massive spike when it comes to domestic abuse mm. cases on both sides. So for me, one thing I really want to do long term is look at how can the app help people that are in situations where it's so hard to leave, find the strength to actually be able to one day leave in the safest way possible. So there's so much I want to do for it. Um, But the aim for me now is to just get it out there um, and then build upon it. But yeah, it is the app we don't want, but we should have. Yeah. yeah, that's really great. Um, and yeah, I think definitely, like you said, even just to end it on the, um, uh, the domestic abuse side of things, is I know, uh, so for my undergraduate, we we had like a report section um, where we had to look at sort of an environmental topic, uh, environmental disaster, sorry, and an aspect of that. And one of the key areas that really stuck out to me was um, the way mental health and things such as, uh, whether it's to do with like uh, like any type of abuse, is impacted sometimes or the effects are made worse because of natural disasters Mm -hmm. and I think especially with things like climate change being a very important word with things like natural disasters most likely going to increase with the increase in climate change um that's one of the things that even with that research that I came out and said that you know from the report it was looking specifically at Hurricane Katrina um and there's loads of documents you can look into it um that show like you said that things uh especially like environmental factors as well can increase it it's a big thing mm. look at the so we've just entered into a cost of living crisis mm. like it would be really interesting in two years to do some research to understand the effect that has had on the home life mm. um because it increases stress it increases everything so there are going to be massive things that are going to happen from that so it's really important that we do a lot of the thinking now so that we can support Mm. like as those hurdles come and I think one thing to remember is that in a perfect world none of these things will exist Mm. 
but unfortunately we don't live in a perfect world and so what I know I can do is be honest and say these situations happen but I can create something that can lessen the effects of these situations long term and hopefully one day um, really change and decrease the amount of times these things happen so long-term thinking definitely um yeah we're going to go on to the next question um so you've explained a bit about what founder mine is and the work that they do um but i guess an important question is why did you decide that you wanted to work at founder oh i love that question i never (laughs) really get asked why um i'm really fortunate I come from an entrepreneurial family. Um, We are all very creative beings. My mum is the most powerful woman I know, not because she's my mum, because she's annoying. (laughs) But she's powerful because of her wisdom Mm. and her insight. Um, When we were all younger, um, we... We were given two options. You go to university and the bare minimum is you do a master's Mm. straight away. Like you do your undergrad, then you go straight into your master's. Or you do your undergrad and you will then have the opportunity. She'll give you some seed funding to start a business. What we did, we created version three of that. We all got our masters, but then forced her to give seed funding to start businesses. My mum has four successful businesses that now are all self-operating. And so for her, when we were younger, the number one thing she taught us is that money will always come and go, Mm. but wisdom and knowledge of the most powerful things you can hold. And you can hold those things by ensuring you always integrate yourself into society and you learn as much as possible and you experience as much as possible and you be in the world. You don't just exist in it, but you actually living it and experience it. So for her, it was she was always keen that actually we tried and failed, mm. especially when we were younger because it was a safe space to do it. Mm. So any time we had really stupid ideas, <laughs> my mum would always, single parent, but she would always create a way mm. for where we could execute that idea, mm. learn from it, and then try again. And for a lot of these stupid ideas, I'd say 92% of the time, they failed because they were dumb. It's like I'm going to create an air balloon plane and stuff like that. Like, really silly. But actually, there was a small percentage of time where the crazy thinking we had Mm. proved successful. And that was such a great thing because we were able to create businesses to do things that just helped our minds, like, be free and develop. And so when I went to university, I was fortunate enough to be headhunted by a social integration charity that aimed at turning young people who naturally sat in a passive bystander type of space, turning them into active citizens through things like 
creating innovative projects within their community where they could raise money and change people's lives. I love that. Um, I started as an assistant and worked my way up to basically a regional head where I was responsible for 40 managers across the UK who went out and worked with these different communities. And ultimately, um, we were working with 7,000 young people a year across the UK to create life-changing products and events and experiences that had an impact on people's lives. Some of my favourite charities we worked with were like Make-A-Watch Foundation, mm -hmm. where we ran um, summers of activities and fundraising events to raise money for young people and young adults that didn't have a lot of time left and to see the impact in some of the lives that we changed was phenomenal. But I always knew um, that I wanted to be able to empower more... The, so the best way I like to put it is that I... And this is a bit controversial. <laughs> I personally believe young people have so many resources and opportunities everything is built for young people it always starts with access for young people mm. as you get older that access starts to get less and less and less mm. and it's like okay but i'm now in my 20s and where is the support for me like how can i do great things and be it's not mm. there's not as much as you think mm. there is and i saw that and realized that i wanted to be in a space where i was empowering people that had a choice mm. with young people a lot of the times they're phenomenal mm. um but they're thrown into opportunities and they thrive and they learn to swim and then they become great things but the older you get the less opportunity you have but then you tend to want it even more and mm. so you try and seek out those opportunities and i wanted to be someone that had resources and they could find me and be like oh my gosh okay Indy Gordon has resources and opportunities that I can use to help me do and be great things. And so lockdown happened. And I said to myself, well, it's a now or never type mm. of moment. Also, who actually lives through a pandemic? That's weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we're here now. So this is an extraordinary type of situation. Mm. So we might as well be extraordinary and like leave my job. So I left that job. I was there for a really long time. Um, I got a new job with a new charity with young people. I don't think I had really thought it through. Mm. Um, but uh, a shift came when I was offered the job with this new charity, slightly older young people, really excited. Um, the week I did my interview, the news was everywhere in terms of lockdown, mm. lockdown. We may be going into the lockdown, but we hadn't actually got into one yet. And then I did my interview, and then a week later, I was offered the job, but in that same week, we went into lockdown. Two weeks after that, I still hadn't received my contract, mm. and I kind of knew mm. something was up. Then I get a phone call being like, we have to rescind your offer because lockdown. Mm. Um, and that was just, that was just so crushing. I thought that's where I needed to be. That was my next calling. And then everything changed. 
just before lockdown, I'd taken part in a coding workshop for young rising stars with Apple mm. in Covent Garden. Um, mm. And I loved it. It was for young women who were just growing and developing and wanted to almost create shift. Mm. They were still quite early and they wanted to create shift. Um, and I'd always wanted to study things like computer science. In my undergrad, I studied music. And then for my master's, I studied international business management of entrepreneurship. But I'd always had a passion for coding and for tech and for business in that element. Um, I got a call um, after I was rejected from someone I met at the Apple event who was like, India, I think you're really, really cool. I don't know what you're currently doing, but... I found this organisation, um, and so this person originally, they work for MasterCard, but we did this Apple mm-hmm. session together. I'm like, I don't know what you're currently doing, but there's this organisation called Founder Bind where <laughs> they basically help people start and scale businesses. They're really focused in the tech space. And literally, mm-hmm. I kid you not, the only reason I'm messaging you right now and I'm calling you is because... It's like you, but in company form. You would be amazing for this. Um, you should really, really think about doing it. Um, I don't know if you have another job. Maybe you can do it on like a side hustle type of thing. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, it, God was paying attention to me. It's like, ah, I've got something better for you. And then I got the job at Foundervine. And what was even more exciting about that is um i had originally had to take a bit of a step down mm. to do the job at Vandervine. absolutely nothing wrong with that super early startup at mm. the time when i joined there was all of like six of us in the company so i was really excited to be part of a small niche mm. tight-knit team but god again then was like to me no i have better plans for you um and in the space of, uh, I'd say it's like 10 months, mm. I had jumped two roles. I had gone from a program manager to senior program manager to what I currently am, mm. head of um, a department, the biggest department in the company. Mm. And then God was like, no, 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 I have even more plans for you. And then he gave me the ability with the other two leaders, Cecil and Izzy, to launch our Ghana office, Mm. which um, as of today, there are 10 people in Ghana and um, almost 30 people in the UK. Um, And I look after the majority, the lion's share of those people and the work we do. Um, And that's how it started for me. Mm. I have recently graduated um, at Harvard University. I studied computer science, my third degree. Um, I'm severely dyslexic as well. I'm neurodivergent. And people often ask, how did you do it? I don't know. Like, I'm just someone that is led by God and faith Mm. and the words of my mum, knowing that if you want to achieve something, Mm. there is nothing you cannot achieve. There's always a way to get there. And sometimes you have to find a different path to get mm. there, but you can get there. Mm. And since then, I've become an angel investor because I saw that, you know, it's not enough for me to help founders. Mm. I need to give. Mm. I need to see. I need to 
sow a seed into them to see them grow. And then it was, okay, but now I just need to... When I became a speaker, it wasn't just about talking to founders because for me, being a speaker, it's not just about speaking, Mm -hmm. it's about coaching as Mm -hmm. well. It's giving them access to information and insight that they would have to struggle to find. Mm -hmm. That was such a big thing for me. Um, And so, yeah. And then being a founder, I've always been a founder. So I have my first business in... When I was a kid, um, my mum was like, you have to get a job when I was 11. So I got a news, a paper round mm. where I would like go and deliver the paper. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my first job, um, I started delivering the paper. Then I realised I wasn't supposed to be a worker, but mm-hmm. a boss. So I ended up getting all of my neighbourhood friends and I was like, I will pay you to deliver on behalf of me. And you just come and prove that you've done the job. Mm. And that's how it started. And then I started after that a company called um, Curve Apparel, where it was um, through clothing and experiences, teaching people how to love themselves. Mm. Once they learn how to love themselves, um, they would then be left free and they would go and live in that love. Mm. And then once they'd done that, they would come back and liberate others. Mm. And we did that. We had a clothing brand that was attached to it. And then we did that kind of like advocacy part of it through different opportunities. Um, Like um, we did modeling shows. We had photo shoots. We had workshops, confident building workshops. Um, And I actually sold that for a tiny 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 profit um when i was in university which has now led me to halo which is i think is my core mission in life i am a serial entrepreneur i believe i was created to create and then let it go free to other people other things i don't believe i was ever created to hold on to anything too long but be an instigator for great ideas So ultimately, Halo isn't mine to own. Mm. It's supposed to be for the world. So long term is that I can exit Halo Mm. and allow it to exist in the world as something that can be really beneficial for people. Mm. You've got amazing things to say. (laughs) Um, Because, yeah, no, I think generally, like you said, like uh, just a few things to comment on is I think one, like you said, uh, like parents can have such a huge impact on your entrepreneurial journey. Um, My parents, well, my family as a whole, like parents and siblings, um, I say are two things. They are my biggest motivators, but they're also my biggest humblers because I know there is sometimes where you can get a bit too big for your boots, but it's nice to always have your family to just, you know, remind you that, you know, um, one of the things my dad always says is um, never forget where you came from and like always remember that like even if you are like winning awards or you're on big stages remember that it people in, like invested whether it was time money energy into you to get there so never forget that's where you came from and never forget your roots but also sort of linking to that um, like my, so like I, I mentioned it before my parents so I did a speech, a graduation, and I've been saying it for every episode, and I've explained why. That, um, yeah, I, I feel like it's on a personal level, both as an entrepreneur, but as an individual, that sometimes when you do, like when I did it, and people were just like, wow, this is amazing, this is really great. I was just like, this is just like a 
this is okay like it's nice but like there's other things like there's better stuff I want to do um, but like a friend uh, who's on the podcast was saying that like no like say it like be proud that you did it acknowledge it um, so yeah with the graduation speech um, the funny thing is my parents didn't know um, and my siblings didn't know about it um, but when I was writing it kind of like what you were saying that I for me I've always loved the idea of helping people and I always love talking to people uh, which is evident through the podcast um, because for me I've always said that like there's there's so much that you can just like I love doing the podcast because there's so much that I can learn whether it's motivational stuff whether it's about different careers different industries like all this stuff and it's only just by like having conversations like this um, so in the speech, I didn't want to focus necessarily on like myself and be like, I'm amazing or like I studied at Brunel and this is all the great things that Brunel's given to me. Because for me, at the end of the day, um, similar to what we were saying here, that there are so many students and young people that get to graduation. And they're just like, cool, what do I do next? Where do I go next? Like there's like a 23 year old who's like started a business and they've got a six figure salary or they've got like a massive YouTube or Instagram following. I'm just measly old me. I've just graduated from uni and I don't know what I want to do next. So the whole point of the uh, the speech uh, originated from, uh, and like I always joke, I, I'm not a PlayStation. I don't have a PlayStation. I'm not a big fan of PlayStation. I'm an Xbox fan at half. But um, there is a PlayStation game called Uncharted, and they did a film. And in the in both the game and the film, the main character has this quote that I didn't even know about until I started like watching the game. And it's called Sig Parvus Magna. It's Latin, and it loosely translates to greatness from small beginnings. Mm. Um, and it was a quote that Sir Francis, I don't know if he originated it, but in the game, they say that Sir Francis Drake like that was essentially his motto and like for me it's always just explained that like no matter how big or how small or how matter no matter how many things go you're always you're in your small beginnings and the main aim of that speech is to say like greatness will come for it so mm. i guess linking it back to here is like what you're saying with your story indeed that it's i think it's really great because throughout your your journey as well as like not only through the stuff you've done for the round vine and but just like as a whole um like there's always been that like even though there have been small beginnings there's always been greatness from that and i think like you said the fact that your your mum encouraged that with you and just said like you know like anything you want to do you can go out and do it um i think it's so important because yeah i think a lot of people feel like oh yeah like if i want to be like a big name or you know a business person or like a famous actor or stuff like this like I, I can't start, like, I don't have some beginnings or like, they're just like, oh yeah, like, I don't know, this person did, but you know, things just worked out for them. Um, mm. But yeah, it's never like that. It's never like, like instant success. There are moments where things will yeah. just line up, but, um, but yeah, sometimes you just got to, um, yeah, just be real and just realize that's not always the case. Um, mm. And yeah, I think one, one other thing I just wanted to add was, um, so I mentioned it on the episodes I've just got to figure out like when this is all coming out. But essentially, the episode I did uh, with Yulia all about like uh, re rejection is only redirection. It's not like the end of the journey, uh, which again, mm -hmm. definitely recommend checking that out. Um, I won't go into all the detail about it now, but I said in the episode, like uh, something that I didn't share before the episode was um, on a personal level, I've always said that each year there's been like something that God has said, like this is what this year is about. And I explained that like, uh, I think it was last year to me was just uh sorry no 20 either 2021 or 2022 was just a year of just like things just like opportunities happening and me thinking like it might not work out but there's always been that like redirection so mm -hmm. um 
even like getting funding for like upgrading, pick up the mic stuff. Uh, I applied for one route, it didn't work out. Another one popped out of the blue. And again, the new one that popped out was something that only launched that year. And I was like, ah, I could apply, let's see. Um, and I did, and it was the freelance of the year award to Brunel. So I was one of the first, that, when they first did it, I'm one of the people that won it. Um, but for me, I was just like, I don't know, like I'm not really a freelance, I don't know freelancing, but I was like, let me just apply and see how things go. Um, and yeah, won the funding for that was really good. So that's the main reason why I was able to, <laughs> to win my equipment. Um, but yeah, I think, for this year, um, and it links, I think, because it links to the next question, but also I think it's very important that I say it because um, obviously like these guys and I don't know, but obviously um, the Changemaker Awards happened and I mentioned that in the episode that I was talking before with Yulia. And this year I've said, I feel like my, my thing has been all about just like going back to the mission and like focusing on why I do what I do. Mm. Um, because whether it, like I've, I, uh, I, yeah, I need to just see if I can release it because there's like, I'm a big, I'm a big Spider-Man fan. So the context is, I, I made a show reel, uh, and hopefully by the time this video is out, I could, I will be able to show part of it without the video coming being taken down as copyright. But um, I made a show reel inspired by um, Into the Spider-Verse when all the Spider people do their introductions and say like, "Hi, my name is this, and I'm for the last." I made one for myself and the stuff that I've been doing with Pick Up the Mic, with all the other different apps that I, uh, the organisations that I support as well. And for me, um, I guess the whole point of that was just, it was really nice to sort of see, I guess, how I've grown over that time. But also it's, I think one of the things that stood out to me is kind of like, like I said, I always love Spider-Man. And one of the reasons is because he goes through like, as a comic book fan, um, he goes through a lot of tough times, but mm. he always comes back from it. So even in that sort of show reel that I do, I always meant, I mentioned that. The reason why I mentioned some of the awards, like the, um, the, I forgot what it's called. You know, it's literally, but the Brunel's Funding Awards, um, the Changemaker Awards, like other awards that I've applied for this year was sometimes you feel, like, and I mentioned in, in that episode, that sometimes when you get towards like, you know, the final, or you get to that point where you think you could win and you don't, sometimes it really hits you hard. Mm. And you'll just be like, you'll sometimes, like I know even like my dad was saying like, don't like, like you're just like, not like in a rude way, but you're just like, oh, yo, I can imagine like sometimes you feel like you've spent all this time, all this effort into like, whether it's like preparing stuff, like doing a pitch deck, doing presentation prep, like sharing it with almost everyone and to not win. You're just like, don't you feel like sometimes it's, it just sometimes feels like it was all for nothing. And I was just like, yeah, you know, sometimes I do. And sometimes I generally will just be like, you know, I look back a bit, like, I'm just like, you know, what, I can't, like, I don't want to do pick up the mic today because I'm like, I'm, it's a lot and it's time. But I think why I said going back, this is all about like going back to the mission and like focusing on like why I do what I do is because it's funny when you like look back on yourself like saying stuff because I edit the episodes I like I sometimes will listen through it and I always say that the main thing with pick up the mic has always been I don't I don't I don't do it because I bring in like loads of views or like I've got loads of followers or anything like that I said the main thing is that I just imagine and from like my personal experience of if there was something I like pick up the mic when I was uh, like when I started uni I would have loved it is that there is someone out there that needs the information that I'm sharing. They need to learn what I'm doing. They need to do that. Mm -hmm. And whether getting these awards or not shouldn't deter me or change that enjoyment I get from doing Pick Up The Mic. Because mm -hmm. yeah, like I said, doing the episodes is fun. Even editing them, it can be long, but it's fun. But there are times when you're just like, oh, like, like literally like what Indy was saying, of like, you just feel like, I've got to stop. I've like, you know, this is like, 
is is what I'm doing even fruitful with people benefiting from it. Um, but yeah, I've always said that I know from people I've spoken to, from like when I share stuff like episodes that we do on LinkedIn, there are people that are just like, yeah, like whether it's guests that have said like, oh, like I've wanted like a platform to speak about something and I've never had it and you gave that to me. Or it's um, like people in the audience who are just like, wow, I didn't even know about all this stuff. Um, to share that opportunity with them has been, mm. yeah, it's been... Um, yeah, it's been great. So yeah, this year's all been about that. Just like going back to the mission, focusing on what I'm doing and just never letting, whether things do or don't work out, never forgetting why I do what I do. Um, I love that. One thing. Yeah. Obsession beats talent mm. every single time. Mm. Every single time. Mm. We, each and every one of us perform at some form of talent. Mm. But those that are successful are those that have been so obsessed and so unapologetic mm. about their desire to achieve what they need to achieve. Mm. Failure is only failure if you allow it to be failure. Mm. Um, if you think about some of the things you haven't won, mm. I mean, I would love to throw that back on you and say, yeah, but what have you actually learned from mm. that? How, tell me how you've grown, because you have grown. Yeah. You have, which means you have won. You may not have won that, you know, conventional award, mm. but you are winning. Mm. And you will win, mm. because obsession beats talent. Talent means nothing if mm. you do not have the drive, the motivation, mm. determination to ignore the fact that, yes, it will be hard, but you will win. Mm. That's the thing, a lot of people struggle because it's really hard to get past that mindset of I can't. Mm. But once you can break through that fear barrier, mm. there's nothing you can't achieve and it's just a moment. Mm. Like, it's just all in its timing. I was actually reading an article today about Jennifer Hudson. Mm. Jennifer Hudson applied for American Idol. Mm. She got so far into the process, one of the most powerful singers you've ever come across in her mm. lives. And she lost. And at that moment, she thought that that would be the end of her. And then you just see this picture. She has all of these, the top awards in mm. the world, all sitting on her table. And, you know, she says... Who knew that in me losing, I would literally win at life? Mm. Like, that moment changed the game for her. Mm. Her determination and her obsession beat her talent. Mm. She was born with talent. Mm. She can have talent at any time, any mm. space, but it was her sheer mindset that she will not stop mm. that allowed that talent to become something that was recognisable and appreciated by everybody. And so do not stop. Sometimes say you need to have a break. Mm, today I'm going to have a break. But that's just today. Tomorrow mm. you get back up again. Mm. Because you're doing it so that you can be the best version of yourself. But I am a firm believer in mental health and well-being as long as you know that tomorrow you have to get mm. back up again. Mm. No, hundred percent, and it's yeah, it's literally like what you said that, um, like for me, it's always been uh, like again, mentioned in speech. Uh, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Um, but yeah, I definitely like even in there, I say that sometimes the um, like 
path to success or to like achieving this is never easy. It's never like a straight road. Um, see, let's just there we go. Um, but it's always like the key thing about it is it's it's literally what you said. Like you you learn so much about yourself whether you win awards or not. And I think for me, like this for me personally, this last year um, has I've just seen that like all those times when whether it's people. You know, you tell them what you do and they're just like, ah, I'm like, okay, like, I don't really see, like, how it, this could be a business or stuff like that. Or, you know, you tell them what you do, what you study, what your passions are, where you want to go, and they don't necessarily see it. Um, I think for me, the biggest thing, and it's funny because um, my my old manager, um, well, she's watching this, she, she, she might remember this conversation, but she she was actually the reason why I never told my parents about the speech and didn't, like, announce it to people or anything because she said... Um, I want this to be like your moment where on the stage, like basically to show people like, look how far you've come. Because she was just like, I know you will go far. You might not see it all the time. You might not even see it right now. But she said, I know you're gonna you're gonna go far and you're gonna do great. But she said, I want this to be, she said for two reasons. She said one, so for my family, for my friends, even for the haters. So they can see like how far I've come and how far I'm going to go. But she said also, and to be honest, it's worked um, because there are some times when I'm like, oh, I need to like edit certain bits from that speech that I did. And I look back and I watch it and I'm just like, I'm hearing the words I'm saying and I'm just like, damn, Jeffrey, like, like literally like um, you're talking to me right now. Like if there might be times where things get hard or I'm just like, you know what? I feel like I just want to like take a break or I, w I just want to quit. And I'm just like, I listen back to that speech and I'm just like, yes I'm in my small beginnings greatness is going to come from it and I just need to just like be when that when it comes um just be ready for it mm. so I think for me that was one of the biggest things and yeah she, she uh, my manager might not remember that she said that oh my old manager might not remember that she said that but when she was just like yeah this is your opportunity to like show people that you you are going to go far and you know anyone who who's doubted you anyone who's not felt that you will you're doing great work anyone that didn't believe in you you're going to show them with this speech um because i know there were times when i was like practicing in it and i was just like i'm literally practicing it after work i just want to go home i'm kind of tired like i'm working on it on the train i'm doing all this and she was just like no like all this work it's all going to pay off um and i think um one final thing i want to say is i just remember the funniest thing was when I, so I collected my award for my graduation, came down and then they escorted me off. And then where the stage was like, my mum could see me coming back on the stage. So my sister said that my mum like turned around to her, was just like, what is going, like, why is he going back on the stage? What's, what's happening? Like, is there, is there something that like, I don't know about? Is there something to be concerned about? And my sister was laughing. My dad was just like enjoying everything, just taking photos. Um, so for me, I was just like, to even show my parents like, yeah, this is like, this is like I've been a like I said almost at Brunel for both my undergrad and masters for six years, um, and to come out and show like my parents, um, who you know unfortunately because of COVID didn't get to experience my an in person ceremony for my undergraduate one to come and show them when I'm officially like leaving Brunel um, after being there for so long and say look I've been here six years 
and you might not always see what I've done in those six years, but hey, look, this is my opportunity to show you. To me, was one of the funniest. Like, if I if I could like if I could have a reaction cam with my mum, that would have just made the day even even more funny. Um, but yeah, even like my sister, like my uh, one of my sisters couldn't be in the ceremony, but she was watching online, and I literally just told her like, oh, um, there's going to be something towards the end of the ceremony. Like, I don't really know the specifics, but they've like they've mentioned like I I might like appear on stage again. So if you just like watch towards the end, she was like, okay, like. I'll keep an eye out so when she found out about the speech like uh, we've got a family whatsapp group and afterwards she was just like wait what what's going on like, and I was just like yeah um, I've been keeping this for a season for the whole time um, so yeah I think that was for me that was the great thing to even like show my family like this is how far I've come but then also I've got something that whenever things get tough I can always look back on and say like okay this is something that you know in this moment I was confident I believed in myself like People asked, was I nervous? I was more nervous going on stage than I was doing the speech. Um, but yeah, to go back and to just watch it and be like, yeah, this is how confident I was then. Like, I've got that confidence. I've got that belief. I've got that faith in like God and to see how far that I can go. Mental health is really important to us to pick up the mic and we love to share resources that can support your mental health. And that's why we are so glad to have today's sponsor. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this video. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get you started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live appointments when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't right for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With better help, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you more scheduling flexibility, and at an affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash pickupthemic. I've also linked them down below in the description. So again, that's betterhelp.com slash pickupthemic, M-I-C, uh, and start your journey today. But to know that that's something I can always go back to is, yeah, really important. I love that. That's amazing. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you. Um, but yeah, we, we've been speaking about success and failure and, you know, I probably will have to add this as a segment at some point um, because we like to, for this season and for some of our other episodes, we've been speaking about a time where failure or rejection um, or a setback has turned into like a success or a redirection. And I would love to know an opportunity or a moment, sorry, um, when that happened to you. Mm, every day. <laughs> I fail every day, mm. but I don't quit. Mm. But I, I think one of the biggest setbacks I've had that has just turned itself into a really great blessing is actually this year, mm. it happened this year. Um, at the end of March, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And um, that was such a interesting experience. You know, I'm really young, for most of my life 
I'm type 1 diabetic, so I've always had kind of like a genetic disorder, but in reality, because I've had it for so long, I'm still very much like lucky-go-free type of energy, like, you know, that young mentality of we've got the rest of our lives mm. in front of us. Um, and then, yeah, breast cancer happened earlier this year, and it was like, oh, wait, yeah, life is short. Mm. Life is really, really short. And for me, like, I call it a setback just because it, what it did is it almost took my breath away for a moment. Just the fact that, oh, yeah, um, we are not guaranteed tomorrow or that we have, we may not have tomorrow. Um, and all that we have now, we should make the most of. And I am the type of person where um, I just, I continuously seek experiences and opportunities and moments to um, empower people, but it's rare that I will stop and look at what I've achieved and the impact I've had. Um, I never think I'm good enough, mm. but I think everyone around me is phenomenal. Mm. Um, I never think I've done enough, but I can see how people around me are just are going above and beyond. So it's a bit of a weird thing because I am a very grateful person, but I never, I sometimes struggle to look inwards mm. and be grateful for what I've achieved. So sometimes there's that habit of, you've done one great thing, but you just keep it moving. Mm. You don't really stop and celebrate. You just, you're on to the next. Mm. And it's like, oh girl, you need to actually stop. And I think um, that moment allowed me to stop. Um, I mean, I was still working because my brain just needed to continue mm. to exist and do things. But I'm quite a reflective person anyway, but what it did is enhance my reflection it made me actually appreciate all that I had done, appreciate all the struggles I had had in the past. I had created this version of Indie. Mm. It made me look back and realise that I am both the same person but a very different person to who I was a year ago. It made me realise the things I really like about myself and the fact that I'm a little bit quirky but... I'm smart, but also really stupid at the same time. Um, but I am a disruptor and I'm unapologetic. Mm. And when something is in my mind, you cannot tell me otherwise. Mm. But in learning all of those things, it then fueled who I now know I want to be mm. and how I need to get there. Parts of it anyway. The rest of it is up to God to decide. But I think sometimes we just live life and it's almost like we're an autopilot. And what it did is take me off of autopilot and remind me that actually there's still so many great things to achieve, but actually let's also look at all the great things you have achieved. Um, and, you know, since then there are so many new ideas that I now have that I want to execute, not just for me, but everyone else in my community. There's, um, I started an accountability 
um, dinner with phenomenal founders where we can sit and be and give gratitude to the things that we have achieved, but also problem solve against the things, struggles that we're dealing with. And that's a new thing. And to have community is such a beautiful thing. So I say it wasn't necessarily a setback, but a jump um, that has allowed me to... I've, I've never fought inside of a box, but now there are no lines to how I think. I used to say it was more like a circle before, but I think even now the circle doesn't exist and it's just like, the best way I can describe it, it's like just colours. It's just all a bit like, whoa, but it's super, super cool because now if you were to ask me if I think, can it, if I, think I can achieve things, what I'll say to you is that there's nothing I can't achieve. If I achieve it or not, it's absolutely down to me because God has given me everything I need to thrive. There is, I may do it in a different way, but there is no skill, there is no ability, there is no opportunity, there is no pipeline, there is no mindset that he hasn't given, he hasn't given me to not succeed. Um, but now it's a choice in whether I succeed or not. Um, yeah. Yeah, perfectly answered my question. Um, and yeah, I think sort of similar to what you're saying, but um, yeah, I'm the exact same of I don't like I can see the achievements of others and I can congratulate them for that. Um, but I'm the worst when it comes to seeing it for myself. And even like I was saying, like whether it was with the awards, whether it was the speech, like I even like my parent, like my family were just like, no, like my friends, even sorry, as well, were just like, no, like just look at what you have done look at how far you've come um and like people are saying like look you you like what i've done like they were just like the fact that so so i guess a bit of context is so um my family did like a church ceremony to celebrate my graduation and my manager my old manager came for that um mm. yeah my family like our oh, oh, sort of made a joke you just like um you know some people come to church to celebrate weddings sometimes people celebrate like someone's life you're just like uh my family come uh like come rain come shine there's something that they're celebrating whether it's a graduation whether it's a wedding anniversary whatever they're coming to church to celebrate it um and I think one key thing that was really interesting from that was my manager, she didn't come exactly where I live, but she took essentially my tube journey because I never lived on campus um, is the bit of context. So uh, I was commuting from basically Camden or like Finchley Road all the way to Uxbridge. Uh, anytime I had a lecture, um, and there were some days where like there were evening stuff with societies that I did. There was some stuff with work that I was staying late because we had whether it was a party or we came back late from events and stuff. So my manager like took the journey um, and she like came and she was just like, wow. I was just like, oh, how was it? Like, how was the tube in? She was just like, it was awful. She was just like, I hate traveling into Central. <laughs> like, I don't really travel into Central London much, but she was just like, I hate traveling into Central London. Like it was, it was a lot like everyone was on the tube and stuff like that. And she was just like, did you do this like every day? And I was like, yeah, like I commuted, um, commuted this far like every day. And she was like, oh, so even when you were like staying late and you were just like, you didn't have an issue. I was just like, yeah, I was commuting this, this, like this was my commute. Um, and she was just like, wow. Um, she was, and she was just like, and you still enjoyed coming to Brunel? And I was just like, yeah, um, I enjoyed every moment of it. Um, I wouldn't have changed it. And it was fun. Um, but she was just like, yeah. Um, so I think with that, I guess my, my whole point is that, um, yeah, sometimes you do need to just like 
pause and see like how far you've come like what you've done mm. um because yeah 100 percent like you've done amazing work in like I said, you hundred <laughs> percent. And even like, um, like I think it's like, like I said, we, we, it's not like we've known each other for long. I, we only met at in May um, at Founder Fest. But um, mm. like the amazing work you've done, like I said, the the Change Maker Awards was amazing. Had a great time. Networked with loads of people. Uh, food was great. Um, the entertainment. <laughs> Um, the entertainment was amazing like the tables the good like I had a great time and I think 100% you should always look like you, you've done a lot and the speeches from everyone the, the well, from the hosts from the people you won awards from yourself um, there was such a great energy in the room and it was something that I'm very grateful to have even been included in that space. Um, so yeah, 100%, you do, you're doing amazing things. Um, so yeah, Thank you. you're welcome. It's so lovely to hear people's reflection and how they found it. Um, yeah, for me, I can't wait until the next year mm. to see just what else we can do. Mm. Um, but that night itself was phenomenal. Um, because I think all of us as founders just spend a lot of time in our heads mm. trying to build the next thing and do the next thing and achieve the next thing. And it was just so nice for a moment to come together and just be like, wow, we've actually achieved a lot. Mm. And I think what I really loved about that night specifically, um, it was a room filled of what I like to call the arrived and the arriving. Mm. Um, I think sometimes we are so bogged down in our own worlds we forget there are so many people out there that can, can like support us on our mm. journey or people that we can look up to who have experienced similar things and come out the other side and are thriving mm. so in every situation I um, build it's really important for me that there are people there that are across the entire journey that um arriving or they just, they just, they just got there and they're about to arrive, but they're not quite there yet. Um, and then they arrived, and it's like that beautiful exchange of growth mm. um, and development. And I think that was a perfect mm. space where you had people that had been in the game in terms mm. of business and entrepreneurship for longer than we've been alive, mm. um, and people that have just started their journey and had achieved so much and people that are looking to start their journey and mm. think for me that was phenomenal. phenomenal yeah and I think one other thing to add was I think definitely from a representational point of view as well um well yeah first with the representation because I think not only as like to have loads of founders but to see um to see black founders to see male founders to see female founders all different ages all different walks of life but they're all doing like you said whether they've arrived whether they're arriving but they're all doing like incredible stuff um and to see like all of them to speak to to speak to them which is my second point because there was uh, i don't remember the person's name but there was some person that when i was coming in um they had like photos uh and they were just oh um they didn't have someone to take a photo with and they were just like oh do you want to have a photo together and i was like oh, yeah sure um and i found it funny because later on the person i don't remember the award they presented but they were presenting an award and i was just like Wow, okay. Uh, <laughs> so you know what's funny? His name's Horatio. Oh, wow. And um, I would love to put you two in contact okay. because he's 
phenomenal. Yeah, he was one of our judges and our presenters. He runs a phenomenal organization that is all around empowering um, the next generation of leaders. Mm. He does a lot of work in the House of Lords, um, Number 10, and you guys would be great together. <laughs> so. Yeah. Thank you. But yeah, it was literally just that. Like, so, and people, because I think also sometimes you'll, people feel like, especially with whether it's founders or like with business people, that they can't be that level of humble and they're just like, oh yeah, I'm like this big name. But everyone was just like very chill. And like when people were just dropping, like, oh yeah, my company does this, 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 um, I was like, wow, oh, damn. Um, and like, we're just having a conversation. Um, and people were always just like, like they'd see you and be like, oh wow, you look great. Like, oh, you're like, you're like oh, um, you know, oh, it's great seeing you. Like, what are you doing? And for me, I just found it funny because I just went in only knowing like two people uh, and to leave with like so many different connections to see like so many people that I'd even seen at other events and we didn't really like, we like spoke for a bit, hadn't really continued the conversation, but to be there as well and see like, oh wow, like this is more about your business. Like, oh wow. Um, and to see some of them who were like nominees, to have friends who were nominees and to win awards and to see that work for me was just like incredible. Um, so yeah, it was an incredible night. <laughs> We've come to the last question before uh, I'm going to hand over to Indy to ask me the question for passing the mic. But, um, Anyone who's looking to get into entrepreneurship, uh, I think specifically with young people, that seems to be, oh, here we go again. Here we go. Um, it seems to be like the, one of the biggest things that young people are getting into is they've, they, I think kind of like what you mentioned, whether their parents allow them to or not to sort of like explore this entrepreneurial creative side to themselves. Um, a lot of young people are getting into that space where they're just like, I don't want to do a job that I don't like. I want to do what I'm passionate about. And whether that's something that already exists, whether that's starting something new, a lot of young people want to get into those spaces. So if there is someone looking to get into entrepreneurship, they're looking to fight, uh, like start their own business, what advice would you give to them? Yeah, I love this question. Um, there are so many things I would say. Firstly, um, social media is your best friend. Mm. I think sometimes we use social media and we talk about it from a negative standpoint in terms of the bad effects it can have. But what it has done that is really positive is become a phenomenal search engine that can teach you anything about starting a business. I'm a firm believer if you're starting a business, it means your first business is something you're passionate about. Mm. Don't start a business that you're not passionate about. Mm. Make it your it's your hobby, it's mm. your passion, it's your hustle. Mm. Because what that does is in that initial development, it means that even in the hard times, you're doing something you love mm. um, and you are determined and passionate about it. So the first place is to find people that are doing what you want to do. Mm. And social media is a really great platform for that. Mm. Secondly... I my number one tip is to shoot your shot. I always say, listen, the worst I can say is no. Mm. The best I can say is yes. Mm. The middle ground is, oh, I know someone. Mm. But shoot your shot. If I say no, you haven't lost anything. Mm. But there are two additional opportunities for you to gain something. Mm. Ask questions, be cheeky, go to events that you were never invited mm. to and seek out people. Do you know... And I can't say who it is yet, but hopefully soon I'll be able to. I was like, one day, I really want a super famous mentor, or I at least want mm. someone to give me 
an hour of their time that's like really, really famous and really successful. And I was like, I'm just going to shoot my shot. I'm just going to like send a hundred emails to a hundred founders that range from billionaires to the super um, creative founders. And I'm going to see who responds. And if no one responds, I'm going to go to the next a hundred. And I did that. And I managed to get someone that was willing to give me their time. Because actually, for a lot of people, giving time costs nothing. Mm. It's, it's, a, it's an exchange they're willing to do. Mm. And the conversation and the insight and the resources you can get mm. from a simple conversation where we're just sitting here chatting is phenomenal. Mm. So the biggest piece of advice I can give is to shoot your shot. Mm. Like, go out there and you don't have... Shooting a shot doesn't mean being loud, mm. by the way. It means being confident in your own skin, in your own voice, to ask for those things. To It can be as simple as, can we connect on LinkedIn? And then maybe in a month's time, it's like, hi, I met you at this event. Can we grab coffee? Or can I share? A, a beautiful thing that happened is um, I delivered a session for Ray and Nephew a few weeks ago. And literally yesterday... I received an email from one of the people, a LinkedIn message from one of the people that attended the event to say, Indy, I loved your session so much. I decided to go and rethink some of my business ideas and I've created this phenomenal idea that I just want to share with you. Mm. I know you're busy, but if you have time, mm. please. Um, and he was like, I'm not asking for anything but a little bit of your time. Mm. And I'm not going to lie, I am drowning. It is busy. Mm. But what I loved so much is that someone took the time out to call me by my name, mm. message me and be like, I have done something based off of a conversation, a session that you delivered. And so I was like, yeah, that's me. I gave him my email. I gave him my executive assistant's email. And I was like, look, I am out and about right now. Um, <laughs> it's hard to get a hold of me. But I said, message my EA. And if you can't get a hold of me, she will mm. um, book you and we can chat and you can present and I will help you in any way that I can. And I love that. And now, whatever I can do, I don't know what this new idea he has, but if there is a resource that I can offer to mm. help him, I will because he took a leap of faith. Um, and you never know what you can get if you just take a leap of faith. Mm. So it's just about asking mm. Um, but it's also about being willing to pay it forward as soon as you start to receive that success. Mm. So if you are going to take, make sure you can give. That's just such an important thing. And I think my final point is back to what I was saying before. Obsession beats talent every single time. If there is something you want to do and you are determined to build that product, that service, that space if you are obsessed and you have unapologetic faith in yourself you will get there mm. it may not be today it may not be tomorrow it may not be next week but you will get there mm. but you have to be relentless with yourself mm. and you have to make sure that you remind yourself that you can get there mm. and so be unapologetic and through being unapologetic um shoot your shot and ask for those resources, mm. ask for those times, ask for the knowledge and insight, build community, mm. 
as I said, you can start by watching videos. Mm. You reach out to people. You find people in your network. You learn. Create a plan. Mm. Um, people take for granted things like vision boards mm. and being able to lay out your goal. But when you can see your goal, you can achieve your goal because mm. you can then see the steps it takes. And that is as simple as saying, I want to run a car business one day. In order to run a car business, these are the steps I need. Get a mentor. Mm. There are so many out there for free. Filmvine.com mm. can help you. There are so many other sites that could help you as well um, and give you resources and time free to help you build your brand. But do it from love and mm. do it from passion. 100%. Yeah, definitely agree. And I think, like you said, I think a lot of people underestimate the idea of shooting your shot. Because um, even like that, like, like I said, things just lining, well, yeah, with the idea of going back to what I was saying about what this year was to me, like the, the graduation speech only came because I shot my shot. Um, because I told my, so I wrote, a, I, I was just like, oh, I really like speaking. I like doing event hosting. I like public speaking. And I wrote a speech, my graduation speech, like what it basically was on the train when I was coming back from uni one day. And I told my manager, uh, my old manager, I was just like, hey, look, like, I've done this um, now I would love to do it at graduation and I was just like I don't even know if I can do it on my own I was just like a graduation like if I wanted to do a speech how could I do it she was just like oh like well let me get in touch with the graduation she was just like why wait do it now um, and I was like okay and she emailed the graduation team and like it was just by chance oh well it's God's grace because the VC our new VC was just like oh he wants students and union officers to give speeches at graduation he was just like while it's great to have all these other like staff members speak he said no the focus should be on the students so I remember like emailed and then I think it was just like maybe the the following week like I got an email back and it was like oh yeah like you can happily do it um, like you just have to like application form and it was great. Then there was a whole concern because um, there had been a mix up with one of my final pieces of coursework. So they were just like, oh, we don't know if you're even going to be able to do it. And I was kind of stressing because I was like, I have this great speech. I want to do it. It's going to like, I was like, it's going to really impact people. And I was getting like a bit stressed because I only had like a weekend to do a bit of coursework. Um, but then literally it just like, like I said, it all worked out in the end. And for me, I think the funny thing was literally, like you said, just that, that the fact that I, like, if you told me before, like, oh yeah, Jeffrey, you're gonna do like a speech, you're a graduate. Literally, if you told me this time last year, as I'm going into the final year of my master's, that I'm gonna do a speech, even a speech at graduation, let alone at my own graduation, um, and I'm gonna, and even me, like I sometimes have the biggest mouth and my, like even the day of my graduation, my dad uh, came into my room and I was like practicing my speech. Cause I was like, oh, you know, let me try and like, make sure I remember everything and stuff like that. And I was doing it. And then my dad was just like, what are you doing? Like, you need to start getting ready to go. And I was just like, uh, you know, I'm just um, like work stuff. I'm just like reading stuff. I just got to make sure I can do this for work. And he's like, why are you doing work? Like, we got to, you got a graduation, you got to think about that. So for me, I was just like, the fact that I didn't even tell anyone, like I kept it, it was a tough secret to keep because especially I was practicing after work. I was like seeing where I'd be doing it and like getting feedback and stuff. So my family was just like, why are you coming back late? I was like, you know what, work was just, I had a lot to do today. Um, but yeah, I think shooting your shot, uh, linking all back to that is just like, sometimes you just gotta be like a wild thing and be like, yeah, I'm gonna do this. Mm -hmm. um, and even from that, I've said like, like I said, I I'm interested, like I've always wanted to do a TED talk. So now my next thing is like, I'm gonna find, oh, like, 
I'm gonna find a way to do it. Um, I'm gonna find someone or an organization that I mean, obviously you can nominate say as well, self as well, which I'll be doing. Um, but I'm also just like I'm gonna like find places where people want to hear from me because I'm just like I personally I feel I like my I feel like two things. So one, like not just like again, I'm I'm being humble here when I say it, but like I, life has been a lot. And a lot has happened over, not only just impact to me, but also my family. And I feel like I know through like friends of friends, uh, family friends, like a lot of people go through stuff and they don't think they can make it. Um, so even like there was someone at my church who's like a really close family friend and he like saw me do the graduation speech. He saw the stuff that my family did like a, like we, we love videos. We, like my brother and I do video editing whenever the family need like a nice cute video done. So my mum, a couple of days before the uh, church, I was just like, just told my brother, I need you to do this, get it done. We're going to show you like this video of all the stuff that he's done. And um, the person, like someone in my church, who's like just started his A-levels. He saw it and he was just like, oh, like, I don't even feel like, like you've done so much. Like I feel like I don't even feel like I've like, I'm seven, like I'm younger than you. Like I don't feel like I've done anything. And I was like, Hey, like this was, this was not easy. And I, I like in your position, I was the exact same. I did not feel great. Like 17 year old me would never have thought that what I'm doing now is what I'd be doing. Um, he probably thought that this would wait until like I was in my thirties or like I was running, like I was a, a maid, like everyone knew my name type thing. Um, but one of the things that my dad said that a lot of people say, and I think it links to streaming short, links to sort of this whole idea of entrepreneurship is people may not always remember who you are and your name, but they'll always remember how you make them feel. Mm-hmm. And for me, I've always said that, like people say, say to me sometimes like, oh, like literally, um, I, I, like I said, I could talk for ages about this, but I like my old manager, when I did the interview, she said one of the reasons that she told me afterwards, like on the spot, she knew she wanted to hire me was she'd had a long day, she'd done loads of interviews. And as soon as she saw me, I got up and I smiled and I shook her hand. And she was just like, as soon as I smiled, she was just like, that's it. Like he's got the interview. And she said, it wasn't necessarily like afterwards when like we were speaking about it. Um, Cause she was telling me like, oh, I was just like, oh, she asked me about the interview and I was like, oh, like I thought it was okay. But like, I didn't like, cause she called me on the way home from that interview to say like, I'm offering you the job. That's the quickest I've ever heard from a job. Um, but she was just like, no, it wasn't necessarily just because you smiled and stuff. She was just like, it was the way you just carried yourself. You were positive. You were responsive and even like she said the stuff like when we work together she was just like one of the reasons why um within the team i was working and we're working with like loads of student ambassadors and she said like sometimes when you're mixing like loads of like especially as a student if you've just recently graduated or you're doing like a placement and you're working with other students they do find it hard to like see you as a staff member they don't necessarily listen to you because they're like we're the same age you're not bossing me around type thing but she said like one of the reasons why they did it was because you didn't you weren't bossing you went to like you not to their level but like you never I guess going back to it forgot where I came from and remembered that like yeah we're all like regardless whether I'm a staff or a student whatever like we're all doing the same thing and I think to end it like I said my dad uh, my family as a whole are known for their quotes and their sayings but um specifically my dad has something that's always stuck with me and he said um and my manager said it and it's something that I'm trying to do more like I want to like when pick up the mic is bigger I want to ensure that that's an ethos of it is there's nothing my dad always says and my uh, manager said as well that I think, specifically from my manager's point of view, I think it makes sense because she's in her 60s. So we, with that job, we were carrying like a lot of heavy equipment. We were like 
cleaning stuff. We were doing all this. And she was saying one of the reasons why she gets involved when people are doing stuff, she only doesn't if she's swamped, but she said one of the reasons why she always does it is simply because there should, like, if, if I'm telling you to do it, like, and I can't do it, then that's wrong. Because she was saying, who am I, like, regardless if I'm your employer or whatever, if I can't, if we're doing like a workshop or things are getting tough and I can't actively get involved, I can't support, um, who am I to say that? Even my dad said, like, if I'm like, I don't know, like volunteering or I'm doing stuff and like people, like someone needs a helping hand and I'm like, I can't do that for you. Who am I then to sort of like think that? Like, I, I'm somehow better than you. So I think also linking it to shooting your shot is always just like that idea of just remember that you, like you're, not not only are you given this, opportunity, like you said, you're given all these amazing opportunities. And I, like I said, I think God gave me, like my parish, my family joke that I've got a big mouth. Say so I got it from certain members of my family who I won't call them out on the podcast so they don't come after me. But, um, but I think for me, it's just like, sometimes you also got to look at who you are as an individual. And I've always said that, um, you know, people wonder why I got into like entrepreneurship, why I'm interested in that, why I want to grow a business. And I've said that I can teach you about like sustainability, environmentalism, why this stuff's important. I can talk to you about like why there needs, like I can like do, do a presentation on why like representation in any form is important. I can talk about um, like, like I can do a video on like, oh, podcasting or generic video. Um, but, I can also instead, and more importantly, I can do it in a way that is relevant to you and emphasizes with you because I've been through tough times. I've gone through tough times and I feel like there's so many people that feel like they can't get there. Like, oh, because you're like, you know, everything, like I said, literally lining up before everything like lines up for, for certain people. And that's why they're able to do all these things. And yeah, I've always said that I want to share my story because I know that that was not the case with me. I know for a lot of the people on the podcast, that was not the case for them. Um, so, yeah, I think definitely one of the things that I do want to say uh, and with the entrepreneur series that's going to launch hopefully soon uh the hustle chronicles like that's one of the things i want to show is that you don't have to like if you want whatever you want to do you can start and it will be tough it will sometimes feel like it's a lot but there's so much you can just do if you just go for it and you'll always look back and you'll be like yeah i did this mm. whether it worked out like you said whether it didn't or it did there's so much you'll learn about yourself what you can do what you're passionate about um, so yeah, rather than me sitting and speaking to a camera for like 30 minutes on a subject, I can bring people on, I can have an interesting conversation, I can like make jokes, I can make it like hearted, I can make it so you as an audience feel welcomed, but also the guest speakers feel welcomed. Um, mm -hmm. Because yeah, I've been in those other situations where, you know, it's very static, it's very like just reading off a slide. And I've always said that I've hated that um, because of it. So yeah, like I said, I love to talk, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna end it there. Um, but yeah, I think that's the most important thing um, to me with entrepreneurship is there's always someone that wants to hear your story. There's always someone that can benefit from you. So never feel like sharing your story or talking about what you do is like a bad thing. Um, yeah, it would be great. Thanks. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've now come to passing the mic where um, I won't actually be passing the mic, but instead I'm handing over to uh, Indy. Um, you can ask me any question, um, as many questions as you like about... My journey, anything I do, uh, any questions that you've got, let me know. Mm, I love that. Thank you. I don't have a question, but mm -hmm. I have a request. Go ahead. One request. Um, it's been lovely to hear about who you were and mm. who you are and, you know, who you're going to become. 
I think one thing I've reflected on over the last like, year is that we often spend so much time regretting who we were and we often feel like we have to apologise for who we were, which is fed into who we are, mm. but sometimes we may not be fully happy with who we are. Mm. And I really want to change that narrative. Okay. Um, so I have a request. Okay. There's a phenomenal site called futurememe.com mm. where you can send yeah. an email to yourself. Um, and my request is that I want you to face the down. <laughs> I want you to visualise Jeffrey five years from now. Mm. Okay. You are all that you have prayed about, you mm. have worked for, you are achieving that and so much more. Mm. And instead of sending yourself a message of apologies, mm. I want you to take a moment to celebrate all that you've achieved. Once you've recorded that and you edit this, <laughs> I want you to send it to yourself huh. and earmark it for five years sure. down the line. Sure. So... I'll let you say what you want to say. Yeah, first time I've been given a request and I'm liking it. Um, okay, so uh, yeah, I'm looking at the camera. Um, it's been five years. Um, that was so special. Thank you. That was so special. <laughs> and, you know, there's just so many beautiful things that is in your pipeline. And you're going to, you are and you will be so phenomenal and so I'm so looking forward to seeing all of those things that come up for you so that was that was great <laughs> and no more questions okay. you've achieved what I wanted oh perfect thank no thank you um yeah I've never done that before I found it very therapeutic um so I might even ask members of the team to do it as well um but yeah uh yeah uh, well future Jeffrey uh enjoy your day have a great time I will see you very soon um but yeah I think so usually, um, we have an NCO of the month, um, and I had someone lined up, um, so we've mentioned Found Divine in the past as an MC, they do incredible work, we will we'll definitely be getting all the details of that, and letting you know what's happening in the coming weeks, so don't, you won't miss out on anything. And then, I was thinking of, like, an organisational individual, um, it was going to be Stephen Bartlett and the stuff he does with Diary of a CEO, if you haven't checked out that podcast, please do. Um, but yeah, after this, uh, <laughs> I kind of, um, for MC of the month, um, but I'm, I'm going to be a bit selfish and just say that, um, yeah, it, oh, I'm going to put myself as empty of the month. Um, I'm going to be a bit selfish and, and do that. Um, and it makes sense for the 15th episode. Yeah. Do that again, but we're going to keep this. Thing, we're going to keep this in. Yeah. But please stop saying that you're going to be selfish okay. and just say, it's me this month. Okay. Because okay. I am that great. Okay. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the MC of the month, um, after it, discussing with many different people, uh, this MC of the month is going to be... It's going to be me. Uh, celebrate 50 years... Uh, 50 years... Well, by God's grace, we will, we will definitely be mm -hmm. celebrating that in big style. But uh, 50 episodes of our first podcast, um, because if you told me that two years ago, even that our first, like, we would get past our first season, like, I was already a bit concerned that it wouldn't get past that. And then when my friend, uh, one of the co-founders of my friend, uh, Samuel, was just like, let's go onto YouTube and try video, 
again, I was just like, oh, YouTube is complicated. You've got to be like, you've got to make sure you're maximizing it to bring in that audience. Um, so at this stage, to have done 50 episodes, to have over like a thousand subscribers on YouTube, over like hundred subscribers on Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn, um, to also, and this as a team, like we always find it funny, is because like our first season was uh, three of the episodes were us hosting it, so we were just speaking between the three of us, um, and then the other seven, I think, of the seven that were there. They all were either people that we knew through, like, university or friends, or they were friends of friends. So to get to a point where now, in, like, to end our fifth season, um, they were at a point where I'm literally speaking with people that I've either, literally, as, as we saw shown, I've only met once, or I've never met these people, and I've just said, I do, I, I've got this thing that I run, it's called Pick Up The Mic, we'd love to have you to come on and to speak. Um, to me, has been... Yeah, it's been like an incredible journey, um, and like the amount of people I've met, the amount of stories I've heard, the amount of like funny memories I've got from pick up the mic. Um, that yeah, we're, which we're, we're working on a nice surprise uh, to celebrate this. Um, so yeah, you'll you will see it shortly. Um, but yeah, to to see how it's developed over this like the last two years and the fifty episodes where we started with just doing one podcast and now we're a podcast network. We've literally just started uh, over a month ago doing like separating into well, well having like four channels where we've got all this main stuff as well as our gaming, anime and like uh, sci-fi and fantasy stuff. To have that and to look back on it and be like that first episode where I joke um, that I like I said, I probably wouldn't yeah, I don't think I'll ever change it of Four minutes in, there's like a bit of a gap in the audio because when I was editing it, I didn't see that there was a gap. Um, and someone messaged me afterwards and just like, you know, there's like a bit of a gap when you're listening to it. And I was just like, it's no gap for me. I, I can't see it. Um, and then to look back and find out there actually is a gap in that episode. Um, but to me, to look back, recording on Zoom, um, like no cameras on, just audio. There's like issues with editing and stuff to now where... I'm doing different podcasts on different things. I'm meeting different people, having different conversations. I get to talk about stuff I'm passionate about, both from like a professional sense, but um, funnily enough, someone who went to the Changemaker Awards, um, who was in the same category as me, who's hopefully he's going to be on the podcast, uh, Francis, um, he made a joke that he finds it funny that through the stuff that I've been doing through like the anime podcast, um, to see like anime on LinkedIn being discussed, he just finds is the funniest thing ever. So for me to get to a point where I'm like confident enough to share this, I'm doing all of this and I'm talking about my journey, I'm sharing stuff and I'm just, I think for me, like I said, I can sometimes get in my head, I can sometimes be like, oh no, I'm not going to like share this or oh, you know, it's not going to look great, it's not going to look professional, all of that stuff. Where now I'm like, eh, like I don't really mind. Like if you want to see, if you don't want to see anime on LinkedIn, like don't check out my page, um, but I'm going to share about the stuff that I do. I'm going to share that, like, I, like if I'm going to Comic-Con, I'm going to be cosplaying. Um, and to sometimes suppose that on LinkedIn, to me, just, yeah, it's just funny to see how those last few years have developed. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm putting myself as uh, MC of the month um, because, yeah, the it's it's been a long two years. It's weird to think we're almost coming up to our third year. Um, but to me, to even where like well, our third, our second anniversary, sorry, was in March. So to get from March to here, mm. and all these things that have happened, where last year, like this time last year, I would have been like, I like I don't see it happening. I'd have to do so much more to even get to where this is now. Um, 
and that's when I was like, I was working full time, I was studying full time, and I was just doing this outside of work. I'm staying up late editing stuff. I'm trying to like work around recordings around my workplace so I don't get told off for like, like not not being at my laptop and stuff. Uh, to where I'm now like working part time so I can focus on my business. Um, even if it's not my work part time, I probably would have been like, you're a liar. But um, yeah, to how it's grown, um, yeah, it's been like my biggest my biggest um, achievement. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm the MC of the month. Uh, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, I've enjoyed to pick up the mic, as you can tell. Um, and yeah, I promise, as I keep saying, there will be many more things to come. Um, we're always looking to, to grow and expand. So uh, keep an eye on the space. Um, but yeah, we've come to the end. Um, ending before we end things, we have our takeaway section, which, uh, no, I keep joking about it, but generally I will get in touch with them. Uh, Deliveroo and Uber Eats do not sponsor us or Just Eat, but uh, we like to give a message for our audience to take home with them. So it's been a very impactful episode for me. I did not envision, well, I knew it was going to be great. Like I said, I've got an amazing person to, to speak with today. So I knew it was going to be amazing. But um, yeah, if you told me this time yesterday that I'd be speaking to Jeffrey in five years, <laughs> I would have been like, I don't see it, but maybe. Um, but what would you say as our takeaway, your takeaway message for our audience? What's one thing they should go home thinking about um, today? One thing I'll say to go home and think about and remember is how great you are. Um, we, as I said before, spend so much time reflecting on what we should have done, who we could have been, how we could have done better. But I dare you, I dare you to celebrate yourself and continuously do that and look at how that transforms your life. So in everything we've talked about, remember something. Firstly, shoot your shot. Mm. Okay. <laughs> but secondly, your greatness mm. has only just begun. And in order to be great, it starts with you believing you are great. Need I say more? Need I say more? Yeah, we've come to the end of the episode. Um, it's been amazing. Like I said, uh, I said it was going to be amazing. It's been phenomenal. Uh, see, I know my adjectives, so I've got, <laughs> I've got plenty that I can use. Um, but yeah, it's been amazing, phenomenal. It's been inspirational speaking to you today, Indy. Um, if our audience would love to know more about, if they'd like to connect with you, if they'd love to speak with you, if they'd love to know more about Foundervine, we mentioned that uh, if there's any events, any programs you want to like share, shout out, um, please let our audience know how they can connect with you, with Foundervine, but also if there's any events or programs they should be keeping an eye out uh, before 2023 comes to a close. Yeah, um, you can find me all across social media, LinkedIn, Indie Gordon, TikTok, Indie Gordon. Um, Instagram Indie Who <laughs> um, uh, Foundervine is just foundervine.com um, you can join our mailing list which will give you access to all of the different events opportunities we have coming up you can join our community um, we're always looking for inspiring motivational speakers people that have great insights so there's loads of opportunities including paid opportunities as well and if you want to start your business there's loads of opportunities there um so just reach out you can also email me at indie um, at founderbind.com and i am more than happy to support in any way i can in your business journey or at least introduce you to the right people oh perfect thank you uh, and before i do the usual outro there are two things that i need to say so the first thing is um because i will be editing it out so we've recorded it at this point but 
you will find that there is a bit of an edited part. So yes, you will not see the message to five year Jeffrey until five years to the date. So I'm, I'm calling it out now. Uh, today <laughs> is the 25th of September 2023. So the 25th of September to, uh, 2028, um, that is when this message, what happened today and what was recorded will come out. So. If you want to know what happened, you've got five years to wait. Um, but yeah, you'll see it. You'll see it. Um, I might even do a reaction video to it and just look back and be like, "Wow, um, this is where this is where I was." Um, but yeah, so that's the first thing. Second thing as well, before we do the actually, I'll do the outro and then I'll do this. So first off, thank you again, our wonderful audience, for coming back and watching. If you like this episode, like, comment, subscribe, always appreciated. If you want to make sure you don't miss our coming other episodes that are coming up, please make sure you click the notification bell at the bottom of the video. If you're interested in receiving some nice perks, uh, please do check out our Patreon page. We can't do this without your support. Um, and you can get early access to episodes, exclusive perks, only for our Patreon members, so please make sure you sign up. The link is in the description below. And finally, as well, if you're interested in knowing more about some of our other channels that I mentioned, so we've obviously got Sensei's of Anime, our anime podcast. We also have Pick Up the Controller, the gaming podcast. And finally, last but not least, The Two Maesters with Joshua and Morgan, where you can learn more about any sort of like sci-fi like they started with just fantasy they're now doing sci-fi they're doing a bit of video game lore but if you want something and you want to learn about the lore the history behind it not only in the game or the in the universe but also why that idea came about please do check out the two maces they have done a lot of incredible work on just everything um but yeah last but not least yes i've mentioned this is our 50th episode we will be doing a giveaway i need to find finalize all the details but we'll be doing a giveaway to celebrate 50 years um of pick up the mic it will be one that i will be we'll be doing a post we'll be doing a video um so please do keep an eye out for that um but yeah to celebrate the 50 50 episodes of you all supporting um supporting us from the beginning as i said i know that we have already <laughs> funnily enough, uh, past the 50 video mark on YouTube, um, and we'll probably do one when we reach 500 videos, but we have had, this was the podcast that started all the other ones, so I have to celebrate specifically where we have come with this podcast, and as I said, I did it with an amazing guest speaker, but yes, I digress, I promise, we are coming back, we, funnily enough, have already started to record season six, so if it looks like Jeffrey is talking retrospectively, in certain episodes it is because i have recorded this today and the other ones i have recorded in the past but please come back we'll be doing more the student guide will not be closed we're going to be opening new chapters discussing new topics in new locations with new people dis discussing a whole way range of like interesting and relevant topics to you our audience so please do keep an eye out for those um you may have seen on linkedin i've started to tease some of those ones that are coming out um but yes we will be launching season six of the student guide that will be coming out very soon to make sure that you're following us pick up the mic network across all platforms now yes i have finally i've said i was going to sort it out but yes we have finally pick up the mic on all uh pick up the mic network sorry on instagram and tiktok and just pick up the mic on linkedin but please do make sure you are following so you can know when our new episodes are coming out um but yeah we're gonna officially close the fifth edition of the student guide um it's been an amazing journey of 10 episodes with 10 varying organizations and individuals but they're all doing amazing work and we will see you in the first episode where i can tease we will be speaking about stem and particularly sisterhood in STEM and the importance for representation. So why is it important for young black females to see other black females achieving great work and doing great things in the field of STEM? So 
if you want to make sure you're watching one final time make sure you check out our pages as well as subscribe so you can see the first episode when it comes out um but yeah that's a bye from us here we officially closed the fifth chapter like i said i could keep talking but i'm not going to and we will see you all soon so take care have a wonderful day